Hello, friends. We're back with another MMA show. Nate and I managed to track down Andrew from Payback to talk about UFC 252. And it was really important for us to have Andrew on because he's such a big DC fan. And this is potentially DC's last MMA fight ever. I just wanted to have him on and pick his brain. We have the trilogy heavyweight title fight going down. Sipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. And this is insane. I didn't think this was actually going to happen just because the the pandemic going on and they couldn't settle on a date it was going to be the bigger ring the smaller ring fight island apex there's just so many factors and going back and forth but i'm happy we're finally here it was so fun to talk to andrew and nate break down the card we got into some awesome <laughs> random off-topic stuff we ended up talking about sports uh, video games it, it was just so fun so shout out to andrew for being down to come on the podcast and shout out to DC. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I have a parlay. We're picking Sean O'Malley, Junior Dos Santos and DC. If those three hit, we're going to Sizzler. So shout out to everybody that's stoked for the card. It's uh, pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm really stoked to see who's going to be the greatest heavyweight ever. Cause arguably this is it. The winner of this has to claim that title because you kind of look at the landscape of the heavyweight division. Verdum, yeah, he beat Gustafson, but he's on his way out. He's been trying to get out of his UFC contract for a minute. Didn't look too great before Gustafson. Nganu, uh, yeah, he's knocking people out, but I feel like he's a glass cannon. Derek Lewis could be the future. We don't know. Or maybe John Jones finally steps up and dominates that division like he did in light heavyweight. But Tonight, or not tonight, excuse me, tomorrow night, UFC 252, I think, and I don't think, it's just going to be really hard to argue, because if you look at the their heavyweight resume, top to bottom, they've beaten so many great fighters, they're going to have to be able to claim that title. So, DC, rooting for you, and for anybody listening to these shows, I, I, I love talking about MMA, it's uh, something that I have a deep passion for, uh, and I just love it. I, I, I could do it forever. So shout out everybody who's tuning in to UFC 252. But before the pay-per-view, strap in and hear Andrew, Nate, and I talk about the card. Thank you. Live, welcome to the podcast, Andrew and Nate. What's up, man? Thanks, thanks for having hey. me on. Welcome back, Nate. Yeah, Andrew, I, uh, you know, we've been trying to track you down for, for a minute. Uh, stoked to finally have you on. I especially wanted to have you on this card just, just because it's DC's last fight, as far as we know. And I know you're a, a fan of DC, so I, I just wanted to have you on just because uh, I feel like it's, it's it's a special moment for all of us fans. Yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, like he's he's from. I would say he's my favorite fighter ever. I got into the game a little bit late on MMA, so um, yeah, I, I love the guy. I'm 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 stuck to the fight, but I'm really I'm bummed to see him go. 
Yeah, it's something. It's crazy for me because I feel like I, I just I still remember him fighting in those Strike Force challengers, and it doesn't feel like he's been around that long. So it's it's a trip to me that he's like hanging it up because like the, the time he's been in MMA, it just doesn't feel as long as it's actually been. Yeah, and yeah. Even for forty me, years old. Forty, I think he's forty or forty-one even. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, not a lot of people yeah. can you know, go on for that long. Yeah. And I mean, fighting for the heavyweight title at 40 or 41, whatever it is, is just insane. That's the best fighter in the world in a way. UFC heavyweight champ. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah he's the man. I'm, I'm like for Saturday. Yeah. I, I like how he keeps referencing how he wants to go out like GSP. And I, I like to argue that GSP is the goat well, when you look at the the landscape of um, everybody fighting right now I, I i still like have him like highly regarded at the top uh you know in- interchangeable with uh, dc hopefully dc goes out on top I- i'm i'm so stoked for dc to be able to have a chance to fight for the title and go out on top as a heavyweight champ uh, so I- i'm just hoping he's able to come out on saturday night and have a great performance yeah i think uh i think if he uh if he wins on, on uh saturday I think he's definitely, I mean, he's already in that conversation. It's tough to say because he, he always has such a tough time with Jones, but the guy's beaten like everyone, like, you know, from, he beat Stipe he, and, uh, the first time pretty easily. And then, you know, he's, he's beaten everyone. And, uh, UFC heavyweight champ is like, that's like the, the peak of the, uh, of the sport, I guess. So it's hard to say. I still probably would say GSP would be GOAT, but he's definitely up there. Top, top four all time, probably top two all time. Yeah. I think with heavyweights, it's because it's just no matter what, no matter how good you are, if someone connects a hit, you're done. You know, like it just doesn't matter. Like if you have that power, you know, everyone has that kind of power at that level. And that's why whenever yeah. you see people try and go up from like light heavyweight, a lot of times it doesn't always work out. Like, I mean, look what happened with like Gustafsson. and like, you know, even though he kind of dropped off before that, he just kind of just couldn't handle it. You know what, what uh, surprised me, and I feel like maybe I was just like misinformed, but I, I watched the press conference that happened earlier today, and uh, DC kind of went into detail about how hurt his back actually was, and how leading up to the second fight, he uh, didn't lift weights, and he was really limited on his training. And I, I'm, I'm like thinking back as I'm hearing him say this at the, pre- the press conference, I, I was just so confused. I'm like, wow, this does not seem like like something that I remember. Like, I, I know that he had the back surgery and, uh, you know, it was his first fight back from the surgery. But I, I was just tripping out at like how limited he said he was and him just kind of referencing that this training camp was nothing like the last one. So I'm just like I'm just like so excited and I'm just like really curious to see how he like comes out and performs this time since he says that last time he was so limited. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that press conference yet. But uh, I didn't know that he, his back was uh, hurt for the what you said for the second C fight fight. Yeah. So yeah, it, I know that he. And, I know he said before one fight he had. He was telling like Arrow Hawani or something that he he sneezed and his back went out, and uh, I can't remember what fight that was. It might have been. It was the. Uh, I think it was Derek Lewis. Yeah, when he out his back. And yeah, that's just crazy. That means his back has to be so like screwed up at that point if that's the case so I, I believe it but yeah that's interesting I, I didn't know that he looked really good in that in the second yeah. if his back was bad uh, Nate did you watch the press conference earlier yeah and 
I saw about that too. It's kind of interesting because he was talking about, you know, how he, a lot of people are kind of rumoring that if he wins this, that they want to offer him Jones at heavyweight because, you know, it's just kind of like the thing. But he seems pretty, like, after watching that conference, I kind of feel that he's pretty adamant on staying, like, retired after this. I think he's kind of had enough at that point. You know, like how he said he wants to come out on top. Like, he even re- referenced, like, uh, Jordan is like, he, you know, he retired after winning. Uh, you know, the Bulls championship, but then he ended up coming back, you know, and then not doing as well. Mm-hmm. So he said he doesn't want to do that. You know, he wants to just, like, if he can cap this off right now, he can just move on. But yeah, they seem pretty, like, it was pretty interesting because even with, like, Stipe, you know, like, a lot of people were like, everyone's making it about Cormier because it's his final fight. Do you care? And he's like, actually, I don't mind because he's, you know, everyone's focusing on him. It's not really as much on Stipe. So it's kind of like, not as much pressure, I would think, even though he's the champion. It's kind of like Cormier, this is like his last chance. I hope not. I I, I don't see, I, I didn't uh, see that, uh, you know, Stipe being stoked on not really having the spotlight focused on him. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, I, I think, I, I think he always kind of gets, uh, you know, uh, not a lot of people really like i feel like he always gets like the shit end of the stick because uh, people always like try to count him out like even when he was going up against uh francis and ganu people were like oh this is it steve is you know gonna get wrecked and he surprised everybody being you know the the first guy to um uh, take out francis when he was on that crazy run so i i'm, I'm sure it yeah. bothers him like uh but he just doesn't want to show it yeah but i mean even that's something to consider because Cormier is talking about his back. A lot of people were bringing up with the first fight that Stipe like didn't fully recover after that war with Francis. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. That is true though. He did have a rough go with Francis, with Francis and going straight into DC and getting wrecked. What the Stipe Francis first fight or the only, their only fight. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's, he, 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 he took some crazy bombs. He he took like yeah he took like crazy shots in the first round. But I I thought after I mean who knows how much damage he took from Francis Ngannou who's like the hardest puncher of all time. But I thought after he ate those first yeah. like, two or three steps, it was like almost smooth sailing. Like I I felt bad for Francis Ngannou because like it was kind of embarrassing on his end in that fight. But yeah, I guess Steve well, always said that. Not as bad as the Derek Lewis fight though. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, real, um, Derek Lewis looked awesome last Saturday, and um, I would love to. See oh that yeah, is that flying knee? I would love to see. I think Lewis, uh, if Lewis and Ngannou fight again, I think it's like totally different. I would love to see that fight again. Yeah, I yeah, definitely do for that. that is a fight to make. But not even his flying knee, Nate. I, I love that he said he, he's the best blue belt in Texas. But I, it was pretty impressive for him to survive on the ground with Olenek like that in, in the first round. Yeah, he was. He was scrambling and, and yeah. yeah, he was great. I was like, I, I thought Lewis was going to lose that fight because, you know, he's always been, he's always been, you know, pretty bad on the ground. But I mean, Olympic, like, yeah, especially off the first round. Yeah. Yeah. He almost, you know, he was holding on for dear life not to get finished there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would love to see Lewis and Ngannou again. But who knows if they'll do that ever again because it was maybe the worst fight I've ever seen. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, it was overhyped too. <laughs> maybe if Stipe and DC both walk away. That that those two fight for the vacant belt. I would love that. Who who else yeah. is up there in ranking? Um, I'm trying to think. 
Let's see. Uh, Junior DeSantos and Rosenstruck's on uh, Curtis Blades. There's a lot of good options. Oh, yeah, Curtis, Curtis Blades, yeah. I, I saw that they might... Yeah, uh, Blades. They might be Lewis and Blades, which would be awesome, too. But uh, Yeah, who, who do you guys uh, think is going to win between Junior DeSantos and Jorginho Rosenstruck? Who I think is going to win between those two? Yeah. It's tough to say. I would say by... JDS, just because he's a vet, he's fought a lot better competition, and I can't really take a lot of stock into uh, Rosenstroop or, or in Rosenstroop's last fight because, uh, I mean, that was like nothing. What was that? Thirty seconds at that? Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that was I, I don't know. Rest, I, don't know the, I still don't know how good the guy is because it's hard for me to um, know how good a fighter is until you know. I guess he he beat uh, over him, right? Barely. Yeah, like at the, he was losing that fight too. Yeah, like he was doing yeah pretty bad. Yeah. Like he was. Yeah, it's tough for me to gauge these fighters. So just based on um, based on experience and all that. I mean, JDF is the former champ. I, I think he might he might handle it pretty easily too. But I don't know. I don't know how good um, Rosenstruck is. So. Yeah, I, it, I think that's in. Yeah, because the only fight that we've seen him in the UFC go the distance, uh, well, almost the distance. He, he knocked out over him with, like, four seconds left. Uh, he didn't look too good. And, uh, granted, he's always there because he has, like, that KO power. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how he chooses to fight against Dos Santos because Dos Santos doesn't have the best uh, wrestling, uh, but his boxing is amazing. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how uh, he's going to uh, approach this one because, obviously, he's not going to want to go crazy like he did in the Francis fight. Maybe he's going to take this one a little more patient, uh, feel out Dos Santos instead of just rushing in there and trying to force them into a firefight. So I, I'm just really curious to see how this one plays out. But I got my money on Dos Santos. Yeah. I'm looking at this guy's right yeah, here. I think Dos Santos is the more well-rounded. I mean, Rosenstruck definitely has the punching, you know, chance. He can definitely connect and put, I mean, we've seen Dos Santos get knocked out before. So, I mean, it's not like an impossible feat, but I just think JDS is, you know, did you know they're te- um, partners? Like they're like their teammates? Like they both train at the same place? I had no idea. Oh, uh, JDS and... Uh, Rosenstruck? Yeah, and Rosenstruck. Yeah, they both train at um, American Top Team. So they're oh, actually, wow. like, they've both their training partners, are, you know, all their training partners are trained with all of them. So, like, it's interesting because they both would have a good idea about what the other person's going to do. So I don't know if that's going to, you know, make it like a neutral fight where, you know, not anything super crazy happens or maybe that mutual respect might play into that. But, uh, yeah, that's something to consider too. So I think Junior DeSantos, if it goes to decision, would definitely win. Have you seen the way JDS yeah. looks recently? He looks insane. He's like so ripped. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's wild. I I feel like this is like the best he's looked like his whole career. What are you gonna say, Andrew? You're what you you said JDS is looking ripped. Yeah, but it's crazy. If if, if you look on his uh, his Instagram, he he looks so crazy. It's wild. Let me tag you. Oh, man. Tag you in a photo. Oh, so I'm guessing all of us are going for Cormier. I don't think we really specify with the heavyweight title. Yeah. Yes. All the way. Cormier all the way. Yes, this is a yeah, I think Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Yeah, I think he's going to put it all on the table. and I think he under, like he has a really smart fight IQ. 
He knows, like, you know, it's just like anything. He said he didn't really respect uh, Stipe in that second fight, and he could really see it because he was just walking up to him with his arms down. Well, and I think he's not going to make that mistake. Time. He, he he mentioned in the press conference too that he he got tired because of his injured back, and he says he's never gotten tired like that before. So that's like another thing to kind of take into account. Cause like, man, it's like, and it's like, obviously he, he doesn't want to take away. And he even said this I'm himself at the press conference. He doesn't want to take away from Stipe's performance because, you know, Stipe won the fight at fair and square, but it's like, he was compromised and this fight's going to play out way different for him. Cause he's actually, you know, be able to come in at a hundred percent. And he had his whole, like you know, his old school training partners back, uh, Kane, Luke Rockhold came back to, to help him train. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how, uh, DC looks in this fight, and dude, even at the press conference, he, he looked pretty like like fit. I was actually really surprised because seeing him kind of yeah. watching like the the um, shows on Monday with Errol Hawani, and then seeing him at the press conference, like damn, he's like he looks like pretty fit. It's pretty intense. I've always, yeah, he I've dropped always been, down to two forty. He's he's at two forty. Yeah, I want to say uh, for his for his last fight, he was definitely over that like like two fifty five, maybe two fifty. Yeah, he was like close to the limit. Like he wasn't very fit. Like he had a little belly. Yeah, I remember that. I've always been I've always been impressed by DC because no matter what his like, um, you know his body type and his shape is, he always seems to like have just like ridiculous cardio. And I always like yeah, I think that's like like insane. You know, based on how he looks. You know? Yeah, I think it's the wrestling background. You know, it's just you're meant to grind. You're meant to like persevere and i think that mentality just always sticks with wrestlers well remember his his tag used to be um embrace the grind that was his whole um saying for for a while yeah but yeah and dc's always he's always putting the pressure on he's always he's like he's always pushing forward and i, I love that so i yeah. expect him to do that again he's he's like a laser focused fighter too and so I guess so is Stipe too, but I don't know. And I guess they fought what five rounds now, and DC mm, pretty yeah. much handedly won four of the five. Like I was surprised that Stipe was eating a lot of the shots in the second fight, and it wasn't even phasing him because I DC was like like tagging him like like nonstop, and Stipe didn't seem to be phased by it. But like I was like sooner or later this guy's gonna like crumble, but it never happened. Yeah, and who knows? It could have been like how he's saying, like he was, you know, compromised his back, so his throwing power wasn't as good. Or it could be the thing with their saying Francis, you know, just pushed Stipe's button enough where, you know, when yeah, Cormier connected with that hook, it just put him out. Is there is there like a Vegas uh, favorite? I saw it was like even, but I don't know if anyone. Yeah, I think they're still even. To be honest, I haven't seen one go over the other. Uh, That's crazy. I'm, I'm, I made a parlay earlier, and DC was uh, minus 125. Okay, so okay. slightly. Yeah, so... Well, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, because I'm actually... I, I still have the the window open. Uh, yeah, it, DC's still m- minus uh, 125. Stipe is minus 105. That's, yeah, that's, that's like as close as it gets in MMA. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> it's not very common. I did a parlay, so and this is uh, I, I pick three fights, and I, I just need these three guys to win. I put down a hundred dollars uh, to win four hundred and ten dollars. I uh, bet that uh, Sean O'Malley, Daniel Cormier, and Junior Dos Santos all come out on top. Okay, that's. I mean, that's who I. Uh, 
that's who I think is going to win. But I guess we can segue to Sean O'Malley. That's the only person we haven't talked to about in that list. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really. Go, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I know it's all good. Go ahead. I was going to ask how you guys feel about Sean O'Malley in general. I think he's uh, he has the potential to be like the next big star. I, I feel like he kind of gets the game, like the, the the stuff to do outside the cage to kind of generate his star power. But also, uh, you know, when it comes to his fight skills, he, he has it. Those two years that he had to take off, he didn't let those go to waste. He, you know, still managed to make money on Twitch and doing charities and stuff. But he also was able to sharpen his fight skills. So I, I think he he has a chance to be the, the next big star in the UFC. Yeah. yeah, he put my like um, Wineland out. Like I was not expecting that. Like he just can. Like he doesn't look like someone who would have power, but it's just more. He's very precise with his shots, and I, yeah, I think Marlon Vera is really good though. He's a really tough guy, and as he said, like he's never been kind of finished in that manner. So he is like even Sean Miley expects this to be like one of his toughest fights. So I mean, if Marlon Vera is smart, he tries to take him down and try to you know wrestle with them the most he can because just the pure like distance between them you know especially reach advantage all that it's going to make a difference you know and that i think that's what a lot of people have an issue with when fighting sean o'malley it's just like anything you know length makes it that difference yeah sean o'malley to me is like one of those like not not on like the rosenstruck level but um like i don't think he's i think he is he is like for real, but I also wouldn't be shocked if he fought someone like Vera is definitely his toughest fight yet, and I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't if he looked like, you know, like underwhelming in the fight. You know what I mean? Because he's finishing all yeah. these guys like, with ease, and like I don't think he's really been truly tested yet. I think he went to decision once, if I remember correctly. Um, but um, other than that, he's knocking these guys out like in the first round, and I don't know how much. I mean, it's it's great for him, but I don't know how much. Uh, he can really showcase his true skill set um, when he's fighting these guys. But I'm glad the UFC is bringing him up slowly instead of giving him, like, uh, who knows, like, Cody Garbrandt or something crazy. Like, I think they're going to do that next if he wins. But, or maybe not because he might fight for but, flyweight. Um, he's fighting for the, yeah, he's, he's drawn to flyweight. <laughs> Which, yeah. that would yeah, be interesting, but, but that's all different conversation. I'm just curious about yeah. uh, Marlon Vera because uh, he's – uh, training out here with uh, Jason Perillo, who's uh, an, an amazing boxing coach. Uh, you know, he, he trained uh, BJ Penn, Chris Cyborg, uh, Michael Bisbeing, and just a like just a whole like you know stable of awesome fighters. And he's like like honestly, if I could learn boxing from anybody, it'd be from Jason Perillo because he's just so good. So I'm I'm just really curious to see what kind of training uh, Marlon did with uh, Jason Perillo to uh, implement against Sean O'Malley. It's going to be Pretty pretty interesting. So, I, I think it might be a stand up fight. Yeah, yeah I could, there's a lot of mystique to them too. Like you know, when you got that hype, that build up, you know, a lot of that can get in someone's head too. <laughs> but uh, what were you gonna say, Andrew? Yeah, I was just gonna say I could definitely see this fight like not you know being un- um, going to decision being underwhelming. I I want to see what O'Malley looks like. Uh, you know, on the ground in trouble on his back just to see. He, I think he thinks yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's he's like he wins his fight. He's like getting a title shot, but I don't think who knows against Peter Young. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, this is a this is a good test for him. I can see Marlon Vera really uh, bringing it to him. 
My only thing with yeah. o- o- O'Malley is, is, is I, just, I just hope he doesn't let this like uh, go to his head because he, he does have the skills. He, he's good. He's getting a lot of attention, but I, I just hope he's smart enough to, to uh, you know, just kind of stay level headed and not let this, uh, you know, consume him like it has like people in the past. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's a big thing. I agree. He, he reminds hmm. me of McGregor a little bit, the way he, the way he is and the way he fights. Like he's got that heavy left hand, so maybe that's what it is, but. Any lefty just reminds me of McGregor, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that fight for sure. It's a good co-main. Yeah, and then you know I'm I'm still surprised that uh, John Dodson is uh, still around because I feel like he he had those awesome fights against Mighty Mouse and he kind of hung around the, the the top for a bit. Then I I just feel like he kind of just got got lost and I feel like he's kind of taking a step back. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, it was the same. Like, I think it was kind of like saying what Jamie's saying, where, you know, Dodson, he's a great fighter, but he might be a little past his, you know, prime at this point. And they're pretty much setting him up to fight against, like, someone to, you know, take his place and to keep moving up the rankings. You know, he's becoming that stepping stone rather than that step forward. Not to say that he's ever counted out, because, I mean, he's still a talented fighter, but I kind of feel like uh, I don't know how well he's going to do. It's one of those ones where it's a pretty evenly matched fight in my opinion this, this guy he's fighting um what how you spell it or say it Devashili? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go with Arab. that <laughs> this, this, yeah. is the, this is the guy that like is like trying to set like takedown records right yeah this guy's has yeah, like so many decisions combat, it's crazy combat sambo okay yeah I, I don't think Dawson's gonna have much of a shot against this guy yeah. yeah, and part of me wonders if uh, you know the John Dodson kind of falling back is uh, you know do you think it's because of uh, his his camp? Because remember he uh, everybody over there, uh, Greg Jackson's they used to be number one camp, but then things just kind of falling apart left and right, and it's just kind of crazy to see like how far they've fa- kind of fallen down. Yeah, it became more about money than training, you know. Are you talking about um um what's it called um and uh, Team Winklejohn? Yeah, Winklejohn. Yeah, yeah. Who who is even training there still? I can, I can't remember. Like, uh, Pim and Home, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Him, him. The main two. Everyone else, like you know, they expelled Cowboy because they decided to go with Perry, who left after he lost anyway. So it's just like they were turning their backs on their you know important fighters, yeah. like people that were dedicated to them. And they got Diego Sanchez, so he's like, no, he left too. No, he he left too. Remember, oh, he, he left. Yeah, he, he had that one. Uh, he just had that one coach. Remember? Yeah, the weird oh, one. Yeah, there's like the guy who's like not really a coach. He's kind of like a like a life coach. I don't know. He's he's, he's really bizarre. If you ever look oh, it up, he's a strange dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> Diego Sanchez is cool like that. He's always been like a nut. So I, I like that. Okay, I, I'm looking at their roster right now. Remember, uh, they had that guy Juan Adams. He's a heavyweight. He, him and his whole family kind of picked up oh, out yeah. there after his last win. Uh, obviously, John Jones. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at the list. A bunch of people that aren't in the UFC. Uh, oh, they still have Carlos Condit. Shout out to the. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I forgot about him. 
Yeah, God, he was so good. Dude, he was his, so good. His fight against GSP went when he hit that head kick against GSP and dropped him. I was freaking out. I was screaming because I thought he was going to do it. Yeah, Carlos Condit's like one of those uh, those guys. Like his, I don't know, the last four years or whatever. Just that it's not the same guy. Yeah, his last yeah. fight, I think he got he got like finished in the first round or something. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like uh, Tyron yeah. Woodley took that. Uh, you know. Took his juju, took him down, hurt him, and that was it for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then he had that injury mid fight too, which you know that just already kind of just. I think once you experience something like that, it's hard to really, you know, accommodate for that mentally. And I think you're always going to think about like, oh, am I going to freaking pull my ACL again? I'm going to do you know mid fight. Yeah, he. Didn't have it, so he's on a five fight losing streak. He so he lost to Woodley, beat uh, Tiago Alves, and then he lost to Robbie Lawler, Damian Maya, Neil Magny, Alex Oliveira, and Michael Chiesa. Damn, jeez, that is that that's is like a, that's like a murderer's row. But yeah, no easy fights there. That's yeah. crazy. Damn, but shout out to Carlos Condit. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and his other losses, GSP and and. Uh, Big rig, Johnny Hendricks. That's pretty. Uh, those are tough losses, dude. Speaking, nah. of, whatever happened to Johnny Hendricks? He, 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 uh, he you know, he, he had his weight like you saw he, like, <laughs> he missed weight like five times in a row, and I think he retired. Oh, and then remember he he opened yeah. up the uh, no, he had that steakhouse. Yeah, big rig. Yeah, big rig. I think it was called. What, dude? I, I totally forgot about this guy. Now that uh, you mentioned him, Andrew, I'm like tripping out because. He was he was up there, but Nate, you, you you mentioned Usada, and it's just like, damn, he might. Yeah, be one of those it was after guys. Usada was implemented that he dropped off like really bad, yeah. and that's what a lot of people accounted to. I'm not saying it, it is, but it sounds it like you be are. A lot of things because it's just been maybe <laughs> call him out, Nate. Trained, you know, to the point. Call him out. Hey, Nate. you never got pop. I'm not. Thank you to nobody. He GSP, you know, had to take a break because he fought steroided Johnny Hendricks. That's how bad it was. Johnny Hendricks, <laughs> he won that fight even if it was on steroids. Oh God, I hate to admit that, but yes, he did. I I remember watching that. Like, damn it, we we just watched GSP get taken out, and somehow he got the decision, and I was like, GSP's the goat. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh whatever. I, when, when, when people are, are known steroid users and stuff, it's, it's like hard for me to look past that. That's why it's hard for me to say J- Jones is as good as he is. Oh, I know. He, he got yeah. popped twice for, you know, fighting DC. And there's that story about him hiding underneath the, the cage when Usada came to get him at, at uh, you know, Jackson, Jackson Winklejohn. So it's just, yeah, he's so sketchy. Like, he's a talented fighter, but he's, he's sketchy. Yeah, yeah he's uh, his own him. worst enemy. Yeah, as a big uh, Team DC guy, he's he's like my least favorite fighter of all time. Dude, yeah, I I, I just want to talk about how awesome DC is. He fought Anderson Silva on two days' notice. Yeah, and he got hit with that body hit at one point. And he almost went out. I'm surprised no one else really kind of tried to utilize that because Silva just kicked him once in the stomach. The one time that Silva actually could, you know, strike with him, and that hurt him pretty bad. I remember that. I was like, oh, crap. Because <laughs> Bill was just getting wrestled the whole time. You talking about UFC 200? Yeah. Yeah, when Lesnar returned. 
the biggest like letdown card of all time. Yeah. I, I think the worst thing about that yeah, card was the the canvas. It was so hard to look at. It was yellow, right? Yeah, yeah yellow one. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. If, uh, if I remember correctly, I, for a little bit there, I think they were doing yellow canvases at like every Brazil pay-per-view too. I don't know why. Does that sound familiar? I'm trying to think. Were they? Were, were they? I don't remember. Maybe. Uh, maybe huh? not. Maybe, I yeah, maybe that might be in my head. Is that not very often? It was kind of like at the beginning of you know the UFC that they had that, and so it was like kind of a throwback. I think I've seen like blue, but I don't remember. It's usually the you know the usual setup. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, it might just be something in my head. I always I don't know. I thought maybe for whatever reason they did like Brazil ones in yellow. Yeah, it'd be it, nice if they kind of switched it up. No, why? To what? Because there's no other color that that would be pleasing to the eye besides maybe like white, but then that would just get too dirty. You can see all the yeah, blood. If I remember correctly, that UFC 200 card, I was I was fairly new to like being a fan at that point, but I was so excited for that card. I was like, man, DC Jones, like, two, it's gonna happen, and then you know that fell off, and uh, there was another fight that fell off too. Uh, there's supposed to be three title fights. I think there was only one, and that was the uh, the the Misha Tate and Holly Holm, right? No, uh, Amanda Nunes. Yeah. Uh, Amanda yeah. Nunes. That's right, Amanda Nunes. Yeah. I think the best fight on the card was uh was um Frankie Edgar and uh Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Really I, I enjoyed the uh Kane Velasquez versus uh Travis Brown fight. Was that the fight where or I, uh, where like Travis Brown went for a head kick like right off the bat? Honestly, I don't remember how it started, if I'm being honest. I just remember like a fly, like a flying like like flying like Oh no, that was Verdum on Travis Brown. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. Yeah, um, but yeah, UFC 200. So many, like, dude. If you look at the the fights from uh, you know top to bottom, every fight has like crazy, like superstar power. It's, it's wild. I'm like looking at the lineup right now, and just dude, Greg, uh, Gegard Mousasi, back when he was still in the UFC, arguably the best middleweight in the world. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a good fighter. Yeah, I, I, I saw him. Uh, I saw him kill uh, Chris Weidman live, and it like broke my heart. Oh, dude, that's crazy! <laughs> Wait, so yeah, you that was the first, uh, you you, you traveled? Event I to. Yeah, it was at uh, UFC 210. Uh, me and uh, my friend Keith, you you know Keith, singer Payback. We went up to uh, Buffalo. It's not too far from here. It's like seven hours or so. Okay. And uh, we had we were we oh, had like, a very the very, very, very last row of the whole arena, like of like where the Sabres play, and we were so far from the octagon, but it was awesome. My two favorite fighters are fighting. Yeah, uh, dude, this the atmosphere alone. Yeah, yeah Weidman and uh, and uh, yeah, Weidman. It was it was like it like crushing to see him like get destroyed. Okay. Oh, oh he's and awesome. he's a good fighter. And then you also got to see uh, DC fight. That's awesome. DC fight. He whooped uh. Rumble Johnson's ass, and it was awesome. And then Rumble Johnson retired, and that was kind of sad. Oh, that's so sick that you're at that card. Uh, Nate and I went to uh, Jones Gustafson 2, which was pretty insane. Jones, yeah, Jones the craziest thing was Cyborg getting KO'd. Yeah. Like, that was fucking nuts to yeah. see live. Yeah, we, we saw... So that was in a, 
That was in Vegas. No, no, th- this is in uh, no, it was in L.A. The Forum at uh, Honda or no, uh, th- this is the, uh, the Forum at Inglewood. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 and the, yeah. So you saw Nunez. Uh, that that was awesome. That was like one of the coolest uh, yeah. things I've ever seen. Darkster, awesome. like, dude, the arena just erupted. Like, it was like I've never experienced like that. Like, everyone stood up, like, holy hell, because it just happened so suddenly. And then, like, Jones and Gus, you know, Gustafson just, you know, Jones just rolled through him. So that was like, you know, after seeing like <laughs> something like Cyborg, you're just like, oh man, <laughs> that sucks for Gustafson, but you're like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, that was a, a, a letdown fight after that awesome Nunez fight. Yeah, it, it was so crazy. But, uh, that was a good card, though. Was that the only that that's the only UFC you guys went to? Uh, yeah, we went to a Bellator, and that was like the the worst experience. <laughs> yeah. Never go to a Bellator live. Oh, I I want to, but I yeah. I, uh, I never have. Yeah, uh, just the way the, the setup just like it. Yeah, it's terrible. The setup when you're sitting. Like, they don't really put screens for you to see. They pretty much put screens for the people in the middle to see and not even the people, like, on the outside of the, you know, like, uh, the floor. You know, like, you're in the rafters or anything. Even if you're up close in the rafters, you'd have to look at that center screen that they always show on TV. That's pretty much, like, the main focus point that you have to watch. And it's so weird. Yeah, so when you get a seat, uh, when you're going to Bellator, you want to get a seat that it's like you're watching at home from TV because it, yeah it's just the whole show is based on this this one view and it's just so bad like we're literally sitting behind just banners hanging and just kind of trying to look past it to see what was going on down in the ring it, it, it was so bad it was like something and like i'm not well, that that picky at all like you know yeah, they I, I can deal with stuff um, but it's just like yeah like i think we almost had the same seats that we did uh for uh jones Gustafson too but it's just like it was a completely different experience it was so bad that's crazy. I've always been uh, curious to see how Bellator is like presented because obviously they do things differently, and uh, it's obviously like the yeah, minor league, a little more flashy. So you went to one of those at the forum as well. Yeah, I don't remember who yeah. saw fight. Who, who was fighting? Oh, it was um, uh, it was one one of the Pitbull brothers, right? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't remember. That's, I think we were just so bummed out by it that we didn't even really like. <laughs> take it in very well you know what i mean like we just kind of were like well that sucks oh. like the old parents just okay. didn't feel too good yeah i i i, I just oh, looked we, it up it was um, uh, pitbull versus archuleta bellator uh 228 that's where we went that was the main event yeah yeah that was the main event um it was for the uh, it was the um opening round for the featherweight grand prix oh so this was recently this was like in the past year yeah yeah it was in the past year and okay. they, they, they did well, some like yeah they did like the awkward like live drawing of um who they wanted to fight for the the tournament and it was oh, just, yeah completely yeah. like dude it was it was weird yeah it, but they actually do that in the middle of the event like you're like watching fights and I'm like all right instead of going to the main event we're gonna do this to do that and you're like what yeah wow that, and, but, and pitbull was the champ right he was def- he's defending his belt as the which i think is so weird but mm-hmm. yeah he's defending the belt as the grand prix goes on yeah so it was okay it was a pretty interesting experience definitely better watch it at home what the was like how many people were there it had to have been 
I would imagine it was pretty empty, but it was Yeah, it wasn't sold out. Um Yeah, it was pretty mediocre like pretty like eh like yeah. showing. Like you wouldn't like see anyone in the rafters or anything. It was just kinda like the mid at the most. The center was definitely filled. We should have like, went down. I think if we're gonna go you have to get the good seats. Like you have yeah, to get okay. like the ones like by the case. Like that's the only way you're gonna get like a good experience. Yeah. Yeah, Bellator's only got like a few a few names that can draw any any crowd, I feel like. And uh, I don't think Pitbull and uh what is it, Patricky Pitbull and Juan Archuleta, I don't think they can fill yeah. the forum. Yeah. No. It, maybe it was Vader or someone. No, I feel like the but, only yeah. person yeah. I I I want to see uh, Douglas Lima fight. He's like the only person that I'd like go out of my way to to, to go check out. Yeah. He's a good man when he knocked yeah. out Venom. Page. Oh, I was like, "Thank you." I was freaking out. It was so nasty. You were there for that? No, no, no. Just I'm um, at home. No, no. Just, I wish I saw that live. Just, yeah, that was saying like, <laughs> Douglas, Douglas Lima. He, he's awesome. I think he would do like really well in the UFC. Yeah, he, he. Yeah, maybe Michael Chandler might come over. Dude, I think he would do well. Cause did you watch that fight on uh, what was it, Friday? Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, Henderson, dude, just starched them. That's like Jamie, one of Jamie's favorite fighters right there. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I love Ben Henderson, but yeah, it, it was just so weird yeah, to see he, him go down like that. Yeah, he yeah he because it was weird because uh, I think he I'm, I'm trying to remember I remember it happening. He went to his hands and knees and then he tried to stand up and then he just like collapsed on his face. Yeah, and then yeah, he like bonked him in the head. It was weird, but and it was weird because uh, I was watching the Bell Tour. And they were, they were, it was like the one before it, and they were talking to each other on like uh, Skype or whatever. And Chandler just kept talking about how he was going to take him down the whole time, and he couldn't stop him. And they just didn't take him down at all. And he just outboxed uh, Benson, and it was kind of crazy. Yeah. He just put hands on him. It was nasty. But I would love, like, and I feel like Chandler's been the face of Bellator, uh, been, uh, you know, top of the game over there for, for a really long time. And, uh, you know, he's been in MMA for, for a bit. I, I feel like it would be um, so sad for him to not go or try to make like an honest effort to go to the UFC. Cause I know that they, they tried, there was talks um, last time he was, uh, you know, uh, going to be a free agent, but it, it just didn't really work out. But I feel like now he has his momentum uh, knocked out one of their former champs. And I feel like they need some new blood in the lightweight division because obviously the you look at the top five, it's been the same guys. They, they they need some new blood to kind of spice things up. So I feel like he would be like, this is it. This is like perfect timing. And I hope that they can come to, to an agreement and get him in there because I feel like, dude, think about like Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Or it's just uh, Gagey yeah. versus yeah. Chandler. Just, some, just just so many crazy matchups because obviously um, it's all new for him to to being there w- with these fighters. It, it, it'd be so awesome. And I know there's talks of him maybe going to one, but for what? Like, yeah, he'll probably get more money in okay. one, but it's just like, what does it do for his his legacy? Like, he'll probably just go and you know do what Ben Askren did, and it's just like, which was cool, get your money, but it's just like, no, I want him to actually leave his mark in MMA and go to the UFC and fight the you know the top competition look at Askren how like big he got with the UFC like he was known but like just you know he he made Masvidal the star that he is you know what I mean like it was just when they actually put the focal point on him like his star grew uh, tremendously I would say like it just brought so much attention because there was so much hype 
So, I mean, I kind of feel like the same with Chandler. He just had, like, you know, like he's fought the former champ, Eddie Alvarez, too. He's got a win over him as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, things to consider. Like, I think he could do, but it'd be interesting if he does do really well and then see how he does against Khabib because they're both really good wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree on the Chandler, on the Chandler front. Uh, I would love to see what he could do in the UFC. I think he would, he would be good. Uh, he'd be a top five guy there for sure, but you never know. Okay. So, yeah. uh, it could be like the other guy. Yeah, I was just going to read that up. So, uh, Andrew, the other day, Nate and I were talking about uh, this guy. I, mean, I just looked him up. Uh, his name is Will Brooks. Remember, he beat Michael Will Chandler, yeah. um, beat Michael Chandler, and then he went to the UFC and was like riding high, you know, former uh, Bellator lightweight champion, went to the UFC and just he had one good performance and then was just starched after that and it was just so sad to see because he i, I don't know what happened to him he, he would look so good in bellator and to do what he did against michael chandler I, I thought it was insane for him to go to the ufc and only have that one good fight and then just be done after that i remember that name will brooks i'm looking at it so he he beat ross pearson he was yeah. 18 and he was 18 yeah. and one when he came to the ufc mm-hmm. and he lost that uh, yeah. charles Oliver and nick Lund. yeah and now he's in the pfl no, he's fighting in China. Look at his last fight. Battlefield FC. And yeah, okay. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I would think Michael Chandler's different, but you never know. Yeah. I, uh, it's crazy that it's crazy that Ben Askren came over and he's the biggest star he ever. He's like he's at his all time peak in his stardom. And uh he just sucked in the UFC. It was crazy. But good for him because he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love Ben Askren, but it, but it just shows you like how the hardcore fans were championing or championing. God, I can't talk. It's getting late. Yeah. Uh, ben Askren, because uh, that's that same thing. This whole Michael Chandler situation. Like they're like we want to see Ben Askren, who was so dominant in Bellator and went to one. Same thing was so dominant. We want to see him against the top competition and shows up, destroys Robbie Lawler, and then his last two fights. And I'm just kidding when I say he destroys Robbie Lawler. It was weird fight but yeah just had these weird performances and it, it just kind of sucks and i was hoping maybe he would have a comeback but yeah once like he t- like talked about his hip and how bad his hip is and he's like literally getting it replaced like today or tomorrow and it's just it's just crazy he was he was talking about fighting uh dylan Dennis, like and i, I would like i would love to see that dude Dennis is too good Dennis is going to lose to a Paul brother. One of the freaking Logan Paul. Paul. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like to see it from like a, wow, I think that's a bigger fight. I would just like to see Ben Askren like whoop Dylan Dennis. Really? Dylan Dennis is the highest paid Belter fighter on the roster right now. Is that for real? No, no. No, I'm just giving it to his stick now. <laughs> like, if it was, like, I would, dude, he probably does make a lot, though. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe. He probably makes more than he should just because of, his you know status what is his record he's what not getting the uh i think he's two and out i think he's only fought two like yeah scrubs yeah two and out. he fought kyle walker yeah, I mean, max humphrey yeah he keeps, he keeps talking about how he's like uh, he would like he he would fight like jorge Masvidal and like outbox him and like he wouldn't even need to go to the ground i'm like i get that you're a troll but like you're you're the worst yeah He's probably the one person that I would like if I, it's like Venom Page, like at least Venom Page was just kind of 
acting the part, you know, because he just do the elaborate stuff to get noticed. But he actually could fight, you know, like he had a really yeah. good yeah. style. But like Danis, you're just like, dude, you haven't done anything yet. You know, like, yeah, you're really good at jujitsu. No one's, you know, disputing that at all. But in terms of fighting, that's a whole different game. And like, as soon as you stop fighting cans and actually take a step up, then people, you know, you can start talking the way you are. Yeah. yeah. I think Bellator's going to want to, I think Bellator's going to want to uh, build this guy slowly just so they can kind of capitalize on. Uh, his status because obviously he's out there always making headlines calling out crazy people and saying stuff that will you know always calling out people that he uh, will never fight because they're in different uh, promotions but i feel like he's w- w- one of those people that as soon as he loses it's all over for him i agree yeah he, he's calling it like kamara usman like <laughs> no dude usman's a beast as, as much as i because like i was a and i still am i'm, I'm a huge tyron woodley fan so uh to, to it's hard for me to root for the guy that kind of took out one of my favorite fighters well usman yeah no yeah he's, Woodley's, he's, yeah. he's, gonna, he's gonna be tough to uh unseat as a champ i think yeah, it's it's gonna be rough for for Woodley because if they finally inked that fight against uh, Covington, I honestly at this point of their careers, based on uh, both of their last performances, I think Covington might piece up Woodley. I yeah, I think Covington is gonna beat him. Very controversial guy, but he definitely can fight. His cardio is insane because like what yeah, he did yeah. against Lawler and then his performance against Usman is just insane. He and, and his whole like thing is, uh, you know, he wants to uh, keep the or make the division great again or whatever. Um, it's like whatever. Like, I don't really care about that. I, I just enjoy his his skills, especially in the last few fights. So I'm just curious to see how he actually goes about this Woodley fight if it happens. Like, is he going to do what he did against Usman? Just make it like a stand up fight or is he going to just try to you know, put the pace on him like. Uh, he did with Robbie Lawler because Tyron has that tendency to crumble. Like we first saw it when he fought Rory McDonald, and then when he went up against Usman, Usman just was all over him, and it was just too much. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think Covington gets a lot of like he gets, obviously gets a lot of hate for obvious reasons, but I also think that he's not appreciated enough as a fighter. He's really good. He, uh, yeah, his, his, his how well he did against Usman, and then how you know. Not that Mazadal had a full training camp or anything, but how like well Covington did in comparison to Mazadal. Just, I mean, I feel like they're just on different levels. I think Covington would even destroy Mazadal if they ever fought, which I would hope they do. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. they have the history there. So, uh, you know, former yeah. friends, roommates. Uh, it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, he's, yeah, but you also got to consider like Covington's no longer with the fight team that put him on the you know the map. Because, you know, the whole policy change and then, you know, you decide to leave. So, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of curious, you know, under different coaching, how he's going to perform or how he's going to, you know, because a lot of times when people separate on their own, they kind of dictate the overall pace of like their own, you know, like kind of workouts and what they're, you know, going to plan and do because they kind of just are growing more like Silva did that, you know, like he made his own gym. You know, once you got to like the top, and just you kind of seen maybe a little less hesitation, a little less activity from him as well. Yeah, but I, I think Colby is probably doing the smarter thing, where he's just kind of 
forming camps that are solely focused on him and not kind of being in a gym where it's like a team thing, which has always been kind of weird when I think about it. So, uh, and it's probably better for him too, because he's not really in a hostile like area where his, uh, you know, teammates want to beat him up. Yeah, that's true. But I think he's working. Uh, I think he was talking about training with like uh, Henry Hooft, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I got a, uh, I got a quick question for you, uh, for you guys. Uh, what, what did you guys think about uh, Paige Van Zant leaving? Uh, oh, or signing with Fair Enough. Dude, we didn't even talk about. I totally forgot about Paige Van Zant. This is terrible. Who is her manager? I just want to grab them and shake them so hard. Why? Well, I go ahead. I agree. I agreed with that sentiment when I first saw the headline, but then I saw that her, like the deal, and I totally understand it now. Okay. All right. Because I was like, I was like, there's no way she doesn't go to Bellator. Like, she she would be good in Bellator. You know, she can. You know, maybe not. Who's the Bellator strawweight champ? I can't. Do they even have one? Uh, I think so. It's um. But isn't that is it the Hawaiian or is she bigger? She, she's uh flyweight. She's 125, I believe. Okay. McFarlane. Uh, let's see. But I, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, Paige Van Zandt, she goes to Bellator, husband's there. She could, you know, maybe make a run at the Bellator title because she's not good enough to fight the, in the UFC for, you know, the UFC title. So it'll be like perfect yeah, in Bellator. Yeah. And then I saw she signed with Bare Knuckle and I'm like, what is she doing? But she got way more money to go to Bare Knuckle than she would have got going anywhere else. So I understand. Yeah, I think Bare Knuckle is in the position where they're, they're spending a lot of money on these type of names because they want eyes on it. That's definitely a good buy for them. It's going to draw people to at least tune in for her. Just even if it's to see her get beat up, you know, they're, yeah, you know, they're yeah. still going to tune in and get, and because they're trying to build their brand. And actually, like some of the stuff's actually kind of interesting with Fair Knuckle, but no, I don't know. In terms of, you know, like it might work out for her because she doesn't have to worry about takedowns or anything. She can just focus on boxing, but then. It kind of like, I feel like she had good kicks. She had, you know, a lot of abilities that, you know, maybe not at the highest level in the UFC, but she, you know, was definitely talented. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good career choice for her, you know, her combat career, but like, I guess money rules all. So I, I understand. I don't know how good she's going to be, but <laughs> millions of dollars. Like, yeah, she was getting like 40 grand a play in the UFC or something crazy. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah, yeah. She she was she had the same UFC contract the the whole way through, which was really weird to me because she was so popular. And normally those athletes who get pushed and try to become the face, like uh, they're trying to push her and like Sage Northcutt at the time. And then she even went on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So the fact that UFC never gave her a bump in pay was always weird to me, just because she was so marketable. Um, but I, I just don't like the move. Like I, I get it. Like you want to try to make as much money as you can because this fight career is, it's just a short window of time and you want to try to maximize as much money as you can make. But those fights are so brutal. Like they always get so bloody and so nasty. And like, I just don't, I, I just don't like it. I, I, I watch it and I, I, I feel like, um. I feel like it, like get it. There's like, you know, some technical aspect there with the striking, but I just, I just I hate watching it because I I feel like I'm watching like a cheaper product when I know that there's uh, better athletes out there. 
especially like i feel like i would just rather go watch right. boxing like because i don't need to see blood and you know just the goriness because it's just like you know it's like fun every now and then but when it, that's like what you're trying to do and like remember that Nate, which event did we watch where like the president came out and tried to dock the guy's pay because uh he wasn't fighting and i was like this is so stupid this is it's not even yeah. real this is terrible that was the first event they ever did yeah i was like this is yeah they were like this is so stupid perform so we're not gonna pay him <laughs> yeah i was like this is terrible but uh but you know good for Paige. she's you know go get your money but um i feel like she should have just stuck to doing her instagram promo because she said she was making more money doing instagram promo ads than she was fighting but it's like but i'm saying now you're going to go out and uh potentially ruin your face just to make a million dollars i don't know yeah this is oh, I, I heard it multi not even million multi-million multi-million okay okay that's, that's I don't even have that much money. <laughs> like, who's yeah? Who's investing? The last bare knuckle event that I watched that was on YouTube literally had three thousand people at the main event. Like I was watching, it, and there's only three thousand people watching on YouTube, and I'm like, this is free, and no one's watching this. I'm like, what? and it's their official webpage. After the fact, like more people watched it, so I don't know if they just bring in enough money from just. But I feel like they wouldn't get that much just off of YouTube revenue alone. Site. They must have some really good. In- sponsorships i guess yeah it's a private company um dude they're based out of your area andrew i saw that because i was looking at their wikipedia but i don't understand that at all because i think every event's been in like mississippi is it it's probably not legal there to have bare knuckle fights yeah i saw it's like based out of philadelphia but like i i don't know how all right we got to track down this uh david (laughs) uh david feedman uh does he even live in philly we got to figure it out because I'm, I'm just so curious. I'm like, when it comes to the bare knuckle stuff, like, obviously, like, it's, like, awful. But I'm into, like, the sideshow, like, freak aspect of it because it's funny, uh-huh. I guess. Not really funny, but, yeah. but like, the, I know as, far as, like, as far as, like, something like, oh, man, like, this is, like, I have to see this. It's, like, you, when you're watching it, it's, like, none of the, be- like, the best MMA fighters or the best boxers in the world aren't going to be fighting in bare knuckle FC. So it's like kind of like you know you're watching like D rate fighters. So it's like, what's the what's the fun in that? You know what I mean? Like, if you're a good boxer, you're, you're going to fight, you know, you're going to box. You're not going to join BKFC. And if you're good at MMA, you're not going to join BKFC. So it's just kind of, it was good for like the low bomb and the, the what was that low bomb and it's uh, uh, Polly, uh, what's his name? Fight. It was good for like weird freak stuff like that, but mm-hmm. overall, I'm not really like into it. Yeah, I just want to say, I got okay, to go. if I got Arnhem, <laughs> it's Arnhem Sawak. The only way I'll, <laughs> I, I want to watch Bare Knuckles, uh, put uh, Francis and Ganu and Bare Knuckle. I'm in. I, I was gonna. I wanted to ask you guys, how do you how do you feel about Francis and Ganu now? Like, do you think he's uh, like he? I think he has he's three wins. Better, like. I think he has three wins since he uh since he lost to uh lost um, Lewis Lewis yeah no, he's and a, even then he's four because no one did anything right so do you think he's like like everyone's in love with him again and I understand why but I think all three of his wins were like within the first you know couple minutes has he really yeah. shown that he's gotten better because I don't really, I think Steve Bay or DC like easily beat him if they if they fight him even still. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was I watching? I think, um, 
somebody asked DC if, if he was scared to fight Francis, and he was like, no. He's like, dude, guys at the top level aren't scared to fight anybody. He's like, I'm not scared to fight Nganu. He's like, honestly, if I fought Nganu, I would fight him the way I fought Anthony Johnson, and I'd just out-wrestle him and beat him, and that's it. And I was like, okay, that's so true, because if you look at it, uh, Nganu and Anthony uh, Johnson at the time, uh, when he was in uh, the light heavyweight division, their career paths kind of similar. They're just out there just dropping you know, everybody and then DC ran into Rumble, and he's the one who put the stop to that hype train. So I, I, I can see it happening. Like Francis, he he's, has these impressive knockouts, and I, I feel like people are uh, are going in there, and they're not fighting him smart like Stipe did. It's like you, you can't go in there and uh, trade with him because he just his, his power is too nasty, and he has a great reach, and he's really athletic. So you, you got to kind of be smart about it and get in and get him where he's weak, and that's his, his wrestling. Yeah. yeah, and obviously DC, that he's like the best of that. So. Yeah, and uh, remember when Francis uh, walked backwards like Rosenstruck. Well, Rosenstruck <laughs> rushed when in. I, saw him do that, I was like, uh. remember Rosenstruck? And I can't remember. I think it was uh, Joe Rogan or somebody broke it down, and Rosenstruck rushed Francis, and Francis was like, "Okay, cool. Like, this is how it's going to be. Like, all right, like, let's get in a firefight." And he was just, you know, went after him, and that was it. It ended so fast; it was like under a minute, right? I think it was under yeah, like thirty. It seconds. was quick. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, like, I feel like if you can survive that, you know, that onslaught from Francis, like, he's still. He, I, who knows? You can't say if he's gotten better or not because he hasn't. We, you know, he hasn't gone deep to any fight. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, we haven't seen it, but and you know the the person who was supposed to be able to push him and test him again was uh, Curtis Blades, but he he just threw his game plan out the window and he got TKO'd. So uh, I'm like looking at the heavyweight division, and if DC leaves, and, and if it's just Stipe at the top, yeah, I I I, I really don't know, like who. And they were saying, I don't know who, who, but they were saying Stipe might retire too, which I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised. He, he's always come across to me as someone that doesn't totally love, you know, the fighting for a living. You know what I mean? He's, and he's also like yeah. 37, I think, or 38. Yeah. Somebody asked him about that at the press conference. And he said that he's thought about retiring after every single one of his UFC fights. And he just has, he said that he's just kind of goes with the flow. So I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. He's, I could see him, especially if he loses. I could see him hanging it up for sure. But yeah, I'm like looking at the the, the heavyweights, and I don't know who would who could fight Francis Smart and take him out. Maybe just put Derek Lewis back in there. He'll he'll beat him again. Man, if if we get DC yeah. Stipe, if we get DC Stipe and whoever wins, it's a classic. Two of the best heavyweights of all time, and then we turn around and they both retire, and then we get. The fight we were supposed to get with Lewis and uh, Ngannou, I will, that would be like the best back-to-back heavyweight main event of all time. Somebody was, uh, suggested like yeah. a, a, a mini tournament. So the winner of Dos Santos Rosenstrike fights uh, the winner of uh, Lewis Blades. Okay. But I would really like to see. I would like to see how Lewis would do against Curtis Blades because he's he's a good wrestler and. Lewis was like shocking me last Saturday. Like I was like I couldn't even believe my eyes. Yeah, like yeah. Lewis just scares he me. He looked great. 
Go ahead. He, yeah, he, he looked great. Like, he weighed in at the limit, but, like, he just looked totally different. Like, he looked, like, big, muscular. Like, he was, like, quick on his feet. He was, he was throwing, like, flying knees and stuff, and I was, I was so, like, <laughs> just impressed by him. I, I, I yeah, just, he's definitely growing in skill. Yeah, he he just needs to work on just you know just keep keep working out on his ground game because he's pretty solid everywhere else. And uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Askren said that he wants to show Lewis a couple things to, to just to make it harder for people to take him down, and then that would just be like you know like a, a cool tool to have, and he could keep things standing a lot easier instead of having to actually go to the ground with these fighters. Yeah. Which I think would be pretty crazy if you know Ben Askren just taught him a couple things and he was hard because think back to uh, Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell knew how to prevent people from taking him down, and that's how he kept a lot of his fights standing and a lot of people getting knocked out because they couldn't take him down. Rose, or, so what about Cormier? Good learning from Steven Seagal. Did you see they shared that again? They made him okay. turn off the cameras, Steven Seagal. I hate Stevens. I hate him so much. Was that like that was a true martial artist, bro? Yeah. Yeah, it was an old one, but I guess apparently he used the technique that he showed him against uh, Luke Rockhold and like knocked him out. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he tweeted about it. He was like, he said he used it on two people. I can't remember who he said, but he said like um, he used it on Rockhold and it like (laughs) knocked him down. Oh wow! The touch of death or whatever. Terrible. Yeah, freaking. So I hated seeing him. The gold. Yeah, he's a crazy guy. Yeah, like he has the the respect of his was it a, a, a keto or whatever he, he trains. But this is MMA yeah. in, in 2020. Things are way more advanced than they were back then when he got his uh, black belt or whatever. If I somehow see Lewis in my life with the UFC heavyweight belt, uh, my life will be complete at that moment. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I just need him to 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 just kind of give up on, on these viral post fight interviews because the, the first one was so funny because it was so natural, but I feel like this last one was kind of scripted. It seemed like that a little bit, but I I don't know. I think that guy is just like so. I don't know. He just doesn't care. Yeah, I think this jokes around a lot. I mean, that's what his Instagram is pretty much just memes. Yeah, he sent shows like insane videos. But yeah, it would be wild. Hold on, I'm, I'm pulling up the card because obviously we didn't cover all of UFC 252. Um, well, the last card, the last fight on the main card, um, Gilbert Burns' brother, um, Her- Herbert, Herbert. fighting a featherweight against Daniel Pineda. Pineda was it? Uh, was his Herbert's nickname the Blazing Fighter or something, something weird like that? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't make him a wiki, so I can't tell. <laughs> Um, I'm sure I can look it up, but um, yeah, but Herbert has a really good record. I think he's like 14 to one. That's chill. Hopefully. Oh, no, he's double digits at one. Yeah, I think he's like 12 and two or something, 11 and two. Uh, but that should be okay. I'm more so to see Jim Miller fight again. Shout out to Jim Miller. Yeah, I saw I saw that he has like the uh, like the record for most UFC fights, like 35 or yeah. 38. Which is a totally insane. insane. Yeah, because he's been with the company yeah. since UFC 
89 2008 holy crap that's so long you wow i didn't buy a ufc pay-per-view till ufc 100 so that's that's insane like for me to think about wow yeah ufc like if he's in like the the 400 this is like even weird to hear i'm like it's hard to believe it was even 2008 it sounds like it'd be like in like 2001 but yeah it seems like ages 89 and he's had a like you know obviously he he won his last fight but he's been kind of coming back so it's just cool to see him still being able to go out there and perform because i honestly hated jim miller for a long time because he was talking crap about um the wc fighters went when they first came in calling them b league and then i remember he fought a bunch of them and got beat and i was just like yes he deserved that but but it's cool to see him uh still out there doing good things oh yeah for sure i agree yeah. he's a man but yeah and then we got police herring as well on there that's like the other outside of that everyone else is kind of not as big yeah i'm looking at the rest of the card here and i don't really recognize any other name yeah ashley yoder but other than that yeah that's all the only new people on on the prelims which is pretty pretty interesting but it's going to be such a I, i'm just looking forward to that but uh just like the main card is going to be insane pretty good pay-per-view yeah and I mean, it, just the main even if it was just the like the top fight like i would watch that like if they're like we're just doing speak papers to daniel i'd be like all right let's do it right. yeah andrew just here's how are you liking uh the events with no crowd or no audience Dude, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I'm like big into, um, like I like, you know, with with like MMA, like I don't, I don't mind it. It's a little weird. I miss the audience with like when it comes to like big moments and stuff, like because I like, I like the, it adds to the, um, the atmosphere and like you know how crazy the fight feels with when the crowd go nuts. But uh, I don't really mind it. Other sports, I'm, I don't even mind even less because they have the fake crowd noise, and I think that's uh like you can hardly even tell besides the, the visual aspect. You know, like in basketball, baseball, yeah. hockey, it's like almost like you can't, if you close your eyes, you won't even be able to tell. But, uh, you know, the yeah. MMA, like UFC, Bells or that crowd, it doesn't really bother me. I wish, I wish the crowds were there, but I'm glad they're still pushing on. Like, I don't know what I would have done these past like six months without, you know, the UFC filling the void like every week. It's been great. Yeah. I, I've yeah. definitely yeah. enjoyed it. White. I'm, Really curious to see how the NFL is going to look because I'm a, a huge fan of uh, the NFL. I'm just curious to see how things are going to shake out when they come back. I think it'll be similar. Well, they'll just they'll just pump crowd noise in. You know, I don't know how. I don't remember Cowboys that, were but... saying at home games that they're going to have real people, like they're going to let their fans watch. That's what the owner was saying. So a lot of people were like, "What?" But Texas yeah, he's... kind of doesn't care. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to go down to Florida. Who are you, who are you a fan of, Jamie? Uh, I'm a huge fan of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, all right, that's cool. Yeah, uh, they're good. Almost won the Super Bowl. Yeah, trust me. Uh, we that was a great year. I because I, I, I I've been a fan because and this is because of my cousin, my older cousin Alfie. Shout out to Alfie. He got me into the 49ers back when like Steve Young, Jerry Rice were still on the team. So. 
I got to see yeah. them, you know, in those awesome years. And then, uh, you know, they're pretty consistent, but like the last couple of years before we got Garoppolo, it was some dark days, some dark seasons. Uh, but even when we got Garoppolo, he you know got injured uh, first game and that would just, that just killed me. But yeah, last season was awesome. Almost had it. Um, hopefully 49ers have another great season, but it's just say, yeah, it's just always fun. And even though, um, like when they're not doing so great, it, it's still fun for me to watch just cause uh, you know, I've been watching it for so long. Yeah, oh yeah, I love football. That's like my number one like sport. So, yeah, I, I understand. Uh, this is random. Uh, were you part of that crowd at FIA watching the um, Eagles play? Right. Yes, I was. I was the guy in the Eagles jersey because I was the only one there. <laughs> oh, okay, that's so funny because I, I remember walking through the lobby. I'm like, oh dang, these guys are uh, watching football right now. This is, this is awesome. That's funny. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge diehard Eagles fan to my detriment. Like. They've done more harm to me than good in my life, but yeah, I, I love them. But I, I respect that. Uh, I, I respect that you ride for your team, uh, whether they're they're good or not. Uh, and it, it's fun to you know bash the bandwagoners, whatever. But it's just like I, I always love when I, I meet somebody who, who's just super down for their team. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm uh, every every uh, Philly team. I'm I I love and it. It's it's affected my life negatively, but. <laughs> I can't help it. So yeah, see, it's cool because um, where you're at, uh, your your city has a bunch of uh, you know major league sports teams. Uh, but like for me, I, I grew up uh, in the Palm Springs area where Nate's currently at, and then I moved to Orange County, and we have a hockey team. We kind of have a baseball team, but then when it comes to the other sports, I kind of have to you know branch out and uh, be a fan of other teams. Right. Yeah, and and. Uh... Not till the past couple of years, you got the two football teams back in LA. So yeah, and that's still probably what like an hour from you. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I never liked the Chargers, never liked the Rams, and um, and when I was younger, yeah, it was just you know I either had to pick the Raiders or the 49ers, and it was because of my cousin I became a fan of the 49ers. Yeah, that that's cool. 49ers are cool. I don't I, I hate a lot of teams. The 49ers aren't one of them. Okay. <laughs> What about Nate? I don't think I've ever asked you about football or, or anything else. Well, I'm not a football fan, so that's why I'm I'm all you guys go on on about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it, but it's not something that I really invested in. But aren't you good at like Madden or or some sort of uh, sports game? I can't remember. Well, yeah, because you always talk to my um, you know my mom's uh, partner, and she uh, he um, Vince. He's a big 49ers fan. So that was something you guys always talk about. And he's super passionate. But so he's always like, I got, you know, he's, whenever I go over, he, he has Madden. So he's always like, Oh, well, you, you know, play, you know, play me. And I usually use my mom's team, which is Packers. Like she's a big Green Bay Packers fan. And so I'll use the, the Green Bay Packers to beat the 49ers. And so I usually beat them. And I, I only play when I play against him, but, and he plays like all the time. And I just, for whatever reason, always destroy him. So whenever, he does win. It's a lot of times because I'm just throwing Hail Marys most of the time or messing around. But, you know, it makes him super happy when he, <laughs> he finally beat it. So he's like, I told you, Linda, 49ers. You know, he gets all super into it. So That's funny. Damn. Sandbagging. To but, yeah, I love happy. the passion. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. That's, that's cool. Uh, but, 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 yeah, I would love to just uh, attend a live sporting event like last year i, I went to one hockey game I, I went to opening day and that was it because i thought 
I would just go back and I just, for some reason, I, I just got busy and it's just one of those things like, oh, you know, Honda Center's right down the street. I'll catch another game, playoffs game. I'll, I'll catch a playoff game, but it just, I kept putting it off. And then fast forward to 2020, we're not even in the playoffs. Hockey is like a little more rare these days. So it's just kind of rough. Yeah, man. I miss yeah. it. Yeah. But what are we going to do? It could always be worse, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. At least we got some entertainment. We got health, our health. You know, what else can we complain about? Our health. Oh, yeah. We got the best. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. One thing I've always wanted to ask you about, uh, obviously, I, I follow you on social media. You, you're always killing it in Warzone. I, I always see you posting your guys' uh, dubs, and it's crazy to me because I played Warzone with Nate, and I don't think we've ever gotten a dub. Like, Nate's way better than me at Call of Duty. I suck at it. So it's just a trip to see you and your friends always posting. Yeah, your, I have dubs. wins, but <laughs> we try. Like, I, I, I try with Jamie. Yeah. So, the, so the thing is, I, I really enjoy Warzone. I don't, I don't really play that much, honestly. Like, I think I had less than, this is going to sound like a lot, but I think I played like roughly maybe 160 Warzone games total. Um, but, and a lot of my friends, you know, they're in like the, you know, 500, you know, a thousand games. But um, yeah, I'm not really that good, but for whatever reason, I have really good luck with Warzone. So I've, I've played like, you know, 150, 160 games and I've won 11 other games. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the ratio on that is like, you know, I win one that I've like, you know, 10% of my games or something like that. Or, you know, so. yeah. it's, it's definitely the hardest battle royale to win in for sure. Like, no. because there's so many circumstances. No. That can play into it. Have you played what, Fall what? Guys? Have you won a game of Fall Guys? Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's the, har- that's, that's that's the, the hardest whole- battle royale. That's Mario Party, bro. <laughs> that's the freaking battle royale. Andrew, have you played Fall Guys? No, I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. Uh, do you have a PlayStation or do you have an Xbox? No, I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I have an Xbox. No one has an Xbox anymore, but I do. Oh, it's fine. I have an Xbox. Uh, no, we're, we're... Yeah, you do? Yeah, Nate's Pro Xbox. Okay, yeah. yeah I no, have an Xbox. Don't worry about it. It's my only friend that has one, but... Um, is, yeah. I, is Fall Guys for Xbox? I, I don't even know. No, it's only um, Steam and PlayStation right now because PlayStation got it for. Um, I don't think they realized how big it was going to be, but they did it for you know like the temporary thing because they did it for the PlayStation Plus where you got it for free. They're like, eh, some cheap game, you know? Yeah. But it just like it, the early access of Steam just hyped it up so much that it just became like this instant phenomenon. But it's pretty much like imagine all the Mario Party games, but mixed with like those weird um, game shows like Wipeout and stuff. Where you, you try to be the last person to survive or get to the end first of like these like obstacle courses and stuff, and you start going through different you know scenarios, and if you fall off or you know you know you lose your life, that's like you know you're done with that show or whatever. It's it's a lot of fun. It's pretty addicting. Yeah, you should definitely look yeah, it up. Cool. But that's awesome. Well. I'm uh, yeah, stoked to hear that you have an Xbox. Are you interested in any of the the next gen consoles? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get it. I'll uh, I like you know I like video games. I don't I don't play like I play when I can. Um, with the quarantine and all that, I was really playing a lot more than I usually was. I play a couple times a week. I've been getting back into like Red Dead Redemption One uh, recently. Oh, which, oh okay. classic. I, yeah. I actually, I actually never played it. I played, I beat two, like, oh, I got two and I beat two, and I was like, well, this is awesome. So, 
I went and bought one. It was like six dollars or something at GameStop. So yeah, because it's backwards compatible too. I re- I actually really I like it. Like I don't know if I like the game itself more, but I like the gameplay way more for one. Like two was like your horse would get tired so fast, and it was like more yeah, like it was a little. It was like yeah, it was a little more free roam. Someone said it was more like a cowboy simulator instead of like a cowboy game. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So I'm, I'm, I've been enjoying one a lot, even if the graphics aren't as good and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I have like so many games in my uh, Steam library that I haven't even touched yet. So I'm like trying to find time to play stuff, and I feel like I'm uh, torturing myself because I'm uh, currently playing through Fallout seventy six. And I, I, I boot it up, and I have to like mentally prepare. I'm like, all right, this game's like okay at at most. Um, and I, I I'm just going through because I love Fallout, so I'm like, just the, the Fallout fanboy in me is like, all right, like let's get through it, and maybe at some point the game will get better, and I'll start to love it. But I'm like, I think I'm like 14 hours in, and I'm just like, I don't love this game yet. It's just not that fun. But I, I just want to do it just so I could say that I've beaten every Fallout so far. Yeah, I heard that game is terrible. I uh. I was yeah. really excited for oh. it, and then I, I, I just heard it was so bad that I, I, I just didn't even get it. I really enjoyed like Fallout three and four, but yeah, no, this one's this one's so weird. It, it, it's so weird. Uh, it, like, I'm like doing like these like string of quests, and I'm like it has me like run through these areas where I'm like not even as powerful as like the enemies in there. So I actually have to like try to sneak or just run and let them beat me uh, to death, and like I'll just respawn and be like a little like a little further along it's just like yeah, it's just not that fun but it's okay yeah it doesn't, it doesn't sound yeah 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 it sounds terrible yeah we kind of got like yeah. we kind of got really far away from us but we made our choices we yeah made, we, we made our picks yeah okay so, it was, yeah it was, it was fun, all i gotta say is i'm team dc for life and uh he's, he's gonna he's gonna finish the bay i don't know what round gonna happen and people have to respect him as the greatest heavyweight of all time when it's done all right yeah nate hey i'm good i know cormier for the win sean o'malley the sugar show junior dos santos i mean it's gonna be a great night main card definitely worth checking out you know if anything all right oh yeah well, this has been fun. Andrew, I'm uh, seriously so happy we were finally able to get you on the line. Uh, shout out to you, Nate, for always being down. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, go check out UFC 252, uh, DC Daniel Cormier, all the way. All right. Bye.